everyone's picking sides, so we're taking a stand. I'm Paige. I'm Karen. And you're listening to The Power Stance Podcast. So we're back here on the Power Stance Podcast and just having some fun wintry weather all over the U.S. Um, I'm here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Paige is in Dallas, Texas. So we're doing a cool little Zoom call here Um, just as a follow up episode to our first very first interview, which we were so excited to do with our friend Wong. And her topic was on personal style and um, how to develop your own sense of personal style and even what the importance of having your own sense of personal style is. So it's a great episode. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and check it out on any of the platforms where you like to listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify. How are you listening to this right now? (laughs) Um, So just go back and catch up on Wong's episode and then um, tune back into this one to hear our personal thoughts, Paige and I on the same topic. Um, We talked about doing sort of, we call them commentaries because um, when we interview someone, we want them to be the focus. We want you to hear their thoughts and their story and we'll share from time to time, but the focus is really on them. And so um, then we'll come back around, do a follow up and give more of our personal perspectives on it. So just kind of jumping in, I really appreciated that episode and have always appreciated Wong's sense of style. Um, I thought maybe we could do a little bit of like a backstory of like, what is our style evolution and how that's impacted us? So uh, for me, my mom dressed my sister and I identical for as long as we would allow it. And we were the like girly girl, big bows, giant hair, like bangs. Like I was the glitter glamour queen. And so (laughs) style was like very girly. And I was kind of a perfectly happy to be dressed by someone else's child. Um, As I kind of went through high school, I became a little bit more like fashion aware. I got shingles for a week in middle school and the only thing I could watch. Yeah. Don't recommend doing that. Um, And so I was paralyzed on the couch and the only thing I could watch was the Style Network because it's that or Judge Judy. And so I joke (laughs) that that was like my very good options. (laughs) Right. It's that was where my metamorphosis began. I arose away from the shingles and became a stylish human in my eyes. <laughs> so that was like kind of I, th- I was pretty trendy in high school. Karen and I grew up in like the 2000s, though. So trends in the early 2000s are interesting, mm-hmm. I would say. So that was like I feel like after that, I kind of like just went through a lot of like I talked about earlier like eating disorders and things like that and so my style evolution I sort of paused like it was just all about hiding and not really like being noticeable and what I wore and just like wearing things to make me look smaller I like didn't necessarily think about like do I like how this like how does this make me feel mm-hmm. or things like that and over the last two years I'm like wait I need to like I need to develop a sense of style like every day's like just doesn't make sense. I have a lot of dated clothing or just stuff people gave me that I kind of feel forced to wear like Mm. it's time to evolve and like change into that. So that's that's kind of my backstory on my fashion progress and trials. How about you, Karen? Uh, I think I mean, that's why the conversation on identity is so important, because I agree where um, how I viewed myself and my identity was a huge part of that. Um, I've always liked just wearing comfortable things. I've never been like a big fashionista person. But one thing I was thinking about um, back (laughs) when I was like I was looking at my pictures and I was like, because again, back to body type, I was convinced that like the baby doll style of clothing 
was going to be like what I wore for the rest of my life. (laughs) And I think it came down to like, I just wanted to like cover what I thought was like my gut. And so it was like nice and flowy in the middle. So like every single thing I bought was like that baby doll empire (laughs) waist, like, and like it's come back because of like Ariana Grande and like, you know, it's a big, big, loose clothing is big now, but it's trendy now but back then everyone was wearing Mm -hmm. like the 90s and 2000s was like the tight not like skin tight but just like form-fitting clothing and so to me that was like the only trend that I felt comfortable in was wearing that baby doll so like literally like I have baby doll dresses baby doll shirts (laughs) like different colors patterns but it's like all the same style and I like wore that for quite a while so I'm like "Mm." but you can tell it was like coming out of insecurity of you know Mm. I want to like cover up what I thought was not my most attractive part of me um definitely like flared jeans though was like Mm -hmm. the thing so I but I definitely had like the little little not like the 70s like intense flare but like a little bit of flare at the bottom of my (laughs) jeans and then you know how like it like drags on the floor. So like all of my jeans like had yes. their rip like at the very oh, hem. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? They were so bad. <laughs> so that was like my signature style was a tank top underneath a baby doll. Yes. Oh, the modesty tank top. Oh my gosh. That kills yes. me. That's that's funny because I definitely went through the flared phase as well. We all did. I remember when straight jeans came out, I thought that was just atrocious and <laughs> was the worst thing that could possibly happen in the world. Um, but my dog, so my every time I would wear flared jeans, if I was like walking fast or anything, my Westie would come out of nowhere like a hound from hell and just <laughs> chase me down and so so many of my flared pants had holes and tears in them because summer would run attack my flared jeans and just like shred them so she oh just gosh. was like you look terrible like i will <laughs> i will fix this so that was kind of funny summer tried to warn me that that was not the look for me and i just wouldn't listen so she just took tailoring to her own hands but that's a good point and I do think when you're younger too it's more about um blending in like my friends like I kind of joke that when I go out I can always tell who's in college and below and who's older because (laughs) everyone who's going out and if you're like college or younger you tend to all look identical like everyone has the same black dress everyone has the same shoes Mm -hmm. but I think as you get older you kind of become more okay with I don't need to follow every trend and I don't need to look like every friend I have Mm -hmm. you know you start kind of just picking what you actually just enjoy wearing so I think that's like a good good point and like something fun about style evolution is that like as you grow more internally confident you kind of start just naturally gravitating toward things that actually look good on you or being more willing to experiment like wearing right. things besides baby doll tops which you look <laughs> great in now what I you're chosen things <laughs> well um even now i like notice i gravitate towards like florals a lot mm-hmm. um but i did want to say so style trends weren't just about clothes um there was like hair and makeup trends Mm -hmm. that definitely had to learn about how to style my own hair and do makeup um hair the hair journey for me has been (laughs) a saga anybody listening that knew me around middle school years um knows what i'm talking about because i kid you not my cousin joked one day that i was like uh 
Amelia from Princess Diaries or Mia from Princess Diaries because I literally look like her. Like I had the big poofy hair. Really? And glasses. Yes. Like my hair was I if I find a picture, I don't know if I'll share it, but it, I literally we might need to. <laughs> we might need to do like a throwback Thursday. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but that's what I look like was like um, my hair was like. I, I guess it was puberty, but my hair was like getting big and fluffy and nothing, nothing worked. So we tried hair straighteners. Pretty sure, you know, the part in Princess Diaries where like he breaks his brush like on her hair. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure I broke a hair straightener, like oh trying gosh. to flatten my hair because it was so unruly. Um, we tried like uh, straightening like um like hair processing treatments which Mm -hmm. is usually like i i I guess i've considered ethnic hair but like you know like hair uh ethnic hair where people like do those treatments and it stays for like a long time we even tried that on my hair and uh so i went to a salon and they did that and when my hair grew back out like where it got processed like it broke so literally (gasps) like it grew out and then my hair was like falling out so I had like all of these tiny little like short hair things all over my head and it was I felt so embarrassed because like my hair just kept falling out all the time um so I think what ended up time I guess and age like made my hair better but I ended up having to like pay for really expensive salon quality I still do to this day salon quality hair uh shampoos and conditioners and things like that because that was the only thing that like kept my hair from getting frizzy and big and crazy but that was like the drama of my (sighs) puberty middle school high school years was like my crazy hair that is like nice now like I can grow it long and like feel confident in it but like through my growing up years, it was definitely not that way. Oh, that's interesting. Your hair is like gorgeous. For anyone who's just listening to the audio, Karen oh, has this you. beautiful long Pocahontas hair that I'm always like, how is it so shiny? <laughs> shiny. So fun. So that is so interesting. Yeah, the change. And that happens where like we sometimes you just have awkward phases, like something happens, like a lot of moms when like they're pregnant, like their hair changes just Mm. like from all the hormones or like you're on a new medication. And so your body changes. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important that like we don't morph our body to fit a style, but we morph our style to fit our body. And Mm, that's that's something like I'm really learning is, okay, I can be angry and complain about what I don't like about myself or like what I wish would look better like angry I can't look good in a certain trend or I can just be thankful for what I have and do my best to like make those things like highlighted and flattered so I do think it's like style can be really frustrating if you're trying to put yourself in a box but if you're Mm -hmm. just willing to instead embrace what you have and just use those features I think it's a lot more positive and an experience and thankfully we've kind of moved away from where it's just one type of trend is in and that's it because mm-hmm. I feel like it, fashion was super narrow for a long time where it was yeah. like you're blonde or you're not like that's it yeah. and I do feel like now style has almost just kind of opened up into this broad spectrum that basically if you're confident you'll pull it off and so it's really is more about like truly knowing what your body is right now mm-hmm. and dressing according to that to feel really confident in it at least for me 
I agree. And to point out, I mean, I'm kind of the poster child for this. But if you're if anyone listening is like going through puberty or like, you know, it's so you're so sensitive to those things like your middle school and high school years. Um, And maybe now maybe now like people have more resources to like watch YouTube videos and how to do makeup and hair. And so I feel like it's a lot easier. But back then we didn't really have that. And so um, I was learning how to do that from like friends and my mm-hmm. like mom and my sister and my mom and sister didn't really like wear a lot of makeup. So I didn't really learn a lot from them. So I was just like, kind of figure it out on my own. Um, but all that to say, like, there's, you know, it's not always going to be like this. If like you, you know, if you're going through puberty and like your hair is crazy or like your skin is like really breaking out or like, you know, there's uh, that just like page set a phase and um, there's a lot of resources and things like that. But I think it when you're like that age, you're like, oh, I'm going to be ugly forever. Like that, like <laughs> feeling. And then I got into my 20s and I was like, glow up time. Like I can <laughs> look like a normal person um, and not, you know, like the horrific men. I'm just kidding. Not like the mess that I was back in middle school. Um, so that was just like a lesson that when I was in middle school and high school, like it didn't click. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. Like I personally, so I know a lot of people who have like a very defined style, like they're very outdoorsy or they're kind of like, they have a Gothic chic look going on, or it's like very tailored neutrals, you know, like it's like, if you see a piece of clothing, you can like, I think of that friend instantly, you know, those kinds mm-hmm. of people. And so that's what I always thought a personal style was. Cause I felt like I'm more of almost like a caricature person where it's like mm-hmm. today I feel goth. So I'm wearing black eyeliner and combat boots. It's like the next day <laughs> oh, I'm like four. super girly. Right. So it's like, I realized that I kept thinking like, Oh, I need to develop this style. Cause every day I walk into work, they're like, what personality showed up today kind of thing. <laughs> and it used to like bother me like, Oh no, am I just like a weirdo where like I look like a chaotic mess. And instead I just realized like, that's how I enjoy fashion is that I can dress to reflect my mood and like what I feel and what I want to project and other people, they feel confident having like almost a theme. Like they Mm -hmm. want their wardrobe to be cohesive and have a theme and like they kind of like more consistency and those are both great and you can do both things. It's Mm -hmm. just to decide like which aspect makes me shine and feel the best when I'm out and about. Totally agree. I love that. Um, And I like, again, like, like you're talking about, I think that's a great example of um, experimentation is like, you know, I want to match my mood with my clothing. And then again, the message that it's sending to like your coworkers or whoever sees you that day is like, oh, she's looking good. She's feeling confident or like maybe pages, you know, going through some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, or like maybe she's more in a mellow mood. I don't want to put it like in a negative, like people are going to see it negatively, but. Oh, there are times like you, you know, want to be. When I'd- yeah. <laughs> when you just roll like, up in like, red it's <laughs> just straight leggings and no makeup and very much anger so <laughs> we're leaving her alone today but <laughs> um i think uh again so i'm really opposite where my my wardrobe is the same all the time um but i do kind of think when i'm if i had like a meeting or a presentation or something that you know i really wanted to feel prepared for, feel confident, then I would pick like some clothing or something that made me like, you know, I know I look good in this. And so like, I mean, it's not to show off for like, you know, distract anybody, but just like, you know, I I'm going to be 
the center of attention, quote unquote, like people are going to be paying attention to me as I'm speaking. So I may as well, like, you know, look like I'm taking care of myself and look like I'm you know taking myself seriously as well. Um, and the same thing, like when you dress up for a date or something like that, like you're going to dress up a little nicer, you know, show off what you want to show off for some whatever <laughs> and just like be um, hopefully the best version of yourself and not like like what you're saying, Paige, the best version of yourself and not um, try to show off like a different person or a different identity just because you think that's what that person is going to like or that crowd is going to like or, you know, that audience is going to like. I absolutely I think we have a lot more control of like the perception that someone can get of us. And so it is important to be considerate about like what situation you're walking into and what what type you know what persona you want to be present at the table during that time because yeah if I showed up on a date and like looking sloppy and you know they took time to look in I'm sending a message so even it's like well this is myself like this is me but ultimately I like have not used my clothes to like convey what I might be feeling which is like I'm actually interested in this but what I've done has just created dissonance Mm. in like what I'd like to portray and really I think that's kind of the purpose and really what we liked about the idea of using fashion and how it relates to your power stance in a way Mm -hmm. of your life is that thinking through like maybe maybe I'm creating like dissonance or just um you know poor perceptions of myself by like not choosing congruity thank you (laughs) big word I love that word look (laughs) at that dictionary for the day yeah like is there am I just being incongruent in the message and then that is the time to like maybe change and adjust what you're doing so that people could and it's like picking what you want like sure you don't need to wear a full piece suit but it's like okay maybe i need to find like shirts that are more tailored like dudes if your style has not changed from 2007 like Mm. please just ask a girl ask any female you want to just (laughs) like show you some button rounds yeah show you the shoes that we're wearing these days like certain (laughs) things like that that is like that is so easy to change and it can like completely change someone's perception of you. So it's like clothes should be empowering and Mm. give you the ability to kind of like direct the narrative you want to present to someone. Mm. So that is a great um, segue into, I love when you brought up during Wong's interview asking um, how often she refreshes her style because, um, so when I moved out of my apartment, I went through my closet mm-hmm. and I went through everything and I was just like, I don't wear this anymore. I don't look good in this anymore. I didn't go like Marie Kondo level folding things <laughs> and telling them thank you. But it was kind of this like, oh, I wore this shirt for like 10 years and it served me well. It served its purpose. But like, I want to move on. And a big part of it was I was leaving a professional working environment in the sense of like a corporate um, in-person working environment. And at the time I was going to a startup, um, not to say that the clothes weren't transferable, but they were a lot more relaxed and casual at the startup. So I found some stuff that I was like, I was wearing this for five years at this one job. And like my memories and associations with this outfit is like with a job that I kind of want to put behind me because I'm moving on and moving to something new. And so it was also like a mental cleansing to kind mm. of... Um, Um, put that away. And then I, you know, started looking for more casual clothes, but also at the same time, just like stuff that fit me. And then the pandemic hit. And then it was like, 
casual clothes all around, <laughs> like pajamas, <laughs> you know. So um, and then even when I was doing the internship, like it was again, it, it was professional environment, but casual, like a startup. So um, so it, it, there are certain times where it's good to just like reevaluate your style uh, to see if it really still fits who you want to be, who you are, who you want to project yourself as. Um, and even if like just, you know, this this has served me well, but um, I want to try something new. I want to try something different. And I think that's a uh, there's no like set timeline how often you should do it. But I think once you want to move on to different stages of your life, it's a it's a great time to kind of absolutely make that change. I think that's a fantastic point and really important. And there's also a lot of ways to make that affordable because it's not, you know, affordable for everyone to just go and change your closet every year. Mm-hmm. But just like thrifting's really in and there's like a lot more options with that. Poshmark, like Rent the Runway. There's so many things now, too, that you can just kind of like help recreate and refresh your wardrobe that aren't like just dropping, you know, $2,000 every year on brand <laughs> new stuff. Like it's a lot easier and more achievable. I love that too. I was just thinking like sometimes, you know, when you're going through and you keep holding on to a shirt and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> need to let it go. Like, let it go. <laughs> just, you know, burn that in the box or whatever and just move on into like something newer. And a lot of times I'll give it away and I'll not even think about that shirt ever again. Like, oh, seriously, yeah. I like that around through three apartment moves. What was I thinking? So, um, yeah, it's like, totally do you have like an emotional attachment? And so it's OK to be selective. Like I have a couple from like family members that passed away or things like yeah. that that are like fun to yeah. have. But just the like some things that's not even a positive attachment. So I need to just get rid of it. <laughs> or I've just like insisted that, you know, this is my style. And then I've gone to a place where. Okay, I can move <laughs> right. on. I can be a new me or start over, whatever. Um, a great way to kind of conclude this episode, just kind of fun and lighthearted. Um, is there a particular fashion faux pas or style that you tried once or used to have um, in your younger years that you just know I'm never going to do that again? <laughs> that is so good, Karen. Um, I the two that I can think of is so I used to also do the baby baby doll umpire wasted shirts and dresses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but for me i'm the opposite where like i have like thicker legs like i'm much more muscular there and like smaller waist so it was like the worst ever because it like hid anything (laughs) that was flattering and then it was like giant thighs like it was just like not a good look at all for me but i also like (laughs) insisted because i thought it was like stylish so that was definitely i'm like rough girl and then the one that i'm the most ashamed of to this day is I have curly hair and I got side bangs when that was a thing. And so it was just so weird having the like straight swoopy side bangs. It was not flattering for my face shape. They were impossible to deal with. And so like the whole period in college from like, oh, I don't know, like the three years of college I had, I guess it was two and a half. I just am like so ashamed of those photos I was like that's why you didn't get a date girlfriend because it was like there's chaos on her face we cannot come near <laughs> leave her be <laughs> we've recovered no banks no banks <laughs> I How mean about you? I okay I've definitely had hair fashion faux pas hair faux pas throughout the years <laughs> they're um, hard to avoid most of them involving bangs so there's a devil I don't know I don't know why we girls want bangs so badly and then we regret them when bangs we get are them. a personality I'm, 
first I'm, I'm trying to like keep from getting bangs right now because I look at myself. I'm like, mm, I could get bangs. I'm like, no, stop, stop. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, I, so I'm basically embarrassed at all of my pictures back then, but <laughs> the low rise jeans oh. definitely didn't do, you know, anything for me. Um, so probably not going back to that ever again. Um, one, one picture I saw of myself, I was like, why did I do this? I was wearing a beige tank top. So like almost skin color. So from far away, it looked like I wasn't wearing anything, which is kind of weird. Um, and then cargo khaki shorts. Oh my goodness. So I was like, I don't know why I wore that, but I was just like laughing at the cargo shorts like era because Everyone was wearing that in flip flops. And there are some people that still their style today. But there was an era where like I would look for shorts to put on. OK, here's OK. I don't know if I want to go deep into this because that was supposed to be the concluding thing. But growing up in church, it's like the modesty culture, you oh know, purity culture, modesty <laughs> culture. I'm doing like air quotes right now. Um, they like. You know, that's so I, we always had to wear like tank tops because we weren't allowed to wear spaghetti straps. Right. Um, and then the cargo shorts was because we weren't allowed to wear short shorts. So the cargo shorts were like to my knees. And so they were <laughs> like they, that was like my standard style. And it did nothing for me. I look like a boy um, <laughs> or like I wasn't wearing anything because I why did I wear beige Top, I don't know, but you're both this seductive was and disaster. <laughs> yeah, it had the opposite effect. Huh? The opposite effect. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's that's like a whole nother episode of um oh, yeah. how the modesty culture impacted your style. There's a little bit. Yeah, scarred by purity culture. Oh gosh, I we find can it, spend yeah. a series on that. That's a whole. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole level of unpacking. But yeah. There, there's definitely some faux pas from there where it's like, I'm going to put 14 T-shirts under this tank top and then throw a big belt over it. <laughs> I'm so pretty. <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad I have uh, my graduated, matured. I don't know out yes. of these things, but um, but eventually I would like to kind of explore having a wardrobe of a 30 year old woman oh, what <laughs> because <laughs> my wardrobe prior to now has been like someone in their 20s trying to figure out life. So um, so that's sort of like what I want to head towards this year and the upcoming years is like shaping my style in that way. That's a good um, segue into that. Our next episode, we'll be doing a mm -hmm. highlight feature on 20s versus 30s. What I would have done differently and what I'm going to do going forward. So um, this has been a great episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, we'll see you on the next one. And be sure to follow us on all of the social media platforms for some incredible reels and throwback photos of Karen and I in our fashion faux pas and glow ups. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I will uh, think deeply about if I want to share my dark past It'll with be the a world. Lot of vulnerability going on right there. <laughs> That's but the confidence in our 30s. Exactly. Look at how much we've grown. Such a glow up. So thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.